Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And so uh, it doesn't end with the troubles and with the wars and with the plagues and the pestilences as Christ speaks of the end times. He said, lift up your heads because when you see these things happening, they're an indication that the return of Christ is near. Hi everybody, I'm so glad you're able to join me today as we study the precious Word of God. And uh, I really believe you're going to be blessed by today's study because I'm going to be dealing with a very important subject and that is overcoming anxiety. And unfortunately there are many people who struggle with anxiety in its various forms and uh, I think the recent uh, lockdown and everything that went on with the pandemic uh, really served to compound those issues in the lives of many people. And I think there were also other people who maybe had never really struggled in that area before uh, that, that started to have issues with anxiety. And so I'd like to start by reading Psalm 23 because, um, you know, this is a Psalm, I think, that, that you know, exemplifies... Uh, you know, the, the peace uh, and the joy that we as believers uh, are meant to walk in. And uh, I, I believe it's rooted in trust. And, you know, the shepherd Sam uh, really is, is such a, a, a precious um, a Sam with so many beautiful promises. And I'm going to read it here. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And now, uh, I just want to encourage you, if you have a Bible, just, just pull your Bible out. And, um, you know, you can, you can go through some of the verses here as we go along. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And, um, you know, th this, this psalm, you know, beautifully describes a relationship that is both God-focused and Christ-centered. A life that is perfectly in balance and at peace. And, and again, I believe this is the way that the Lord wants us to be because uh, we read Psalm 23 and we see a, a, a life that's in balance, a life that's at peace, a life that glorifies God and trusts Him, even in trials and adversities. A, a life that triumphs over every enemy, knowing and believing that the abundant life is ours through Jesus Christ. John 10.10 10 says, Satan comes to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And I, I think it's sad that many times Christians end up blaming God, and many non-Christians end up blaming God for, uh, you know, things that have uh, nothing to do with Him, you know, acts that, you, you know, that God was not responsible for. Uh, you know, I used to work in, for an insurance company, and, you know, the, the, the very concept uh, of an act of God... Um, you know, I think it's sad that, that we would blame God for these things, but the Bible here is very clear in laying the blame at the feet of the enemy, Satan, uh, that he comes to rob, to kill, to destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen? And so we serve a God 
of more than enough. You know, Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1 says, When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. I think this is amazing. Here God reveals himself as El Shaddai. When it says Almighty God, that is El Shaddai, literally the, the, uh, the, the, the breasty one, the God who is more than enough. And um, so, child of God, I don't know uh, what your problem is or what your need may be, but I do know this. God has and is more than enough for you. Amen. And so at a time where many people are struggling with fear and anxiety and depression and panic attacks and worry, um, I believe this psalm offers us a pathway to peace and freedom. Amen. And uh, now I appreciate Psalm 23 is in the Old Testament. But remember, it's all the word of God, both the old and the new. Amen. And uh, so in the same way as Christ is our good shepherd, John chapter 10 and verse 11, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. And so Jesus Christ is our shepherd and he's the one who graciously gave his life up uh, for the sheep, um, every, for every one of us on the cross. And, you know, First Peter chapter 2 verse 25 refers to Christ as the shepherd of our souls. And that's First Peter chapter 2 and verse 25. And it says this, but you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd, capital S, and overseer of your souls. You see, Christ is our shepherd. And so we don't have to be anxious because, you know, the Lord is our shepherd and we do not have to want in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, so uh, this, this Sam, I believe, uh, you know, promises us uh, that God will be with us as our shepherd. And uh, I, I believe it also promises us health and strength and rest and peace, direction uh, and victory that we can claim these things in our lives. Second Corinthians chapter one and verse 10, who has delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will deliver us. Amen. So our deliverance comes from the Lord. And uh, verse 20 says, For as the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through him. Amen. And so, you know, all of the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. And, you know, the Lord has promised us his perfect peace in every situation. And, you know, even in times as troubled and, and uncertain, as ours, because as a pastor, uh, I'm mindful of the fact that there are people who are struggling in their mental health uh, because they're anxious about war, they're anxious about inflation, rising interest rates, uh, you know, heating bills, uh, electricity bills, etc. Um, you know, there's so many things that are going on right now, uncertainty, uh, maybe about their jobs or uh, maybe people struggling to, to, to find a home. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are going on in the world right now. And so on one level, it's absolutely understandable that people are anxious, that people are afraid. But this is the thing. We have a glorious promise encapsulated in this short 
simple psalm, but contained in many, many other Bible verses as well. And that promise is that if we will walk with Christ, our good shepherd, uh, that we will have his peace because Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 um, addresses this very issue and it says, uh, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You see, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. And we can enjoy his supernatural peace, a peace that literally passes understanding. And I think this is uh, particularly important um, in the world we're living in right now. Because, you know, in the Gospel of Luke, um, uh, chapter 21 says, verse 25, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and the stars, and on the earth the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear. And so Jesus acknowledged that in the end days people would be afraid and that people would have some major struggles with fear. Uh, but you know what? We do not have to give place to fear. Uh, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, it says in the book of James chapter 4. And uh, we submit to God by submitting to his word, but we also have to resist the devil, like the Bible says. And that doesn't just mean resisting, you know, the, the, the manifest physical presence of Satan, which hopefully none of us will ever be confronted with. But uh, the reality is this. Uh, if, he does, if he does turn up in the name of Jesus, we can command him to, to you know, hit the road. Um, but you know what? We have to resist the devil by resisting what is from the devil. And let me say this. Fear is from the devil. It is not God's will for you. He doesn't want you to be afraid. He doesn't want you to be anxious. Uh, the Lord doesn't want you to be awake at night, uh, unable to sleep. Um, you know, he doesn't want you uh, unable to digest your food properly because you, you never come to a place of, of ease or rest um, because you always feel anxious. Your stomach is always in knots. That is not the way God wants you to live. And so Christ has promised us his perfect peace. And, and again, it is a peace that passes understanding. So the Bible here says men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And I believe we're living in those days where so many things are being shaken and uh, we're seeing governments being shaken, nations being shaken, people's trust in the electoral process, in the system of justice, um, uh, certainly people's trust in media and politicians has been shaken, uh, even people's trust in the church has been shaken. And, um, you know, so much has been shaken in, in uh, you know, over these last years and, and yet, uh, the Bible says we're members of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And we must remind ourselves of that fact, irrespective of how dark or challenging or, or, or troubling the days may be. And it says men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things that are coming upon the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption 
draws near. And so uh, it doesn't end with the troubles and with the wars and with the plagues and the pestilences as Christ speaks of the end times. He said, lift up your heads because when you see these things happening, they're an indication that the return of Christ is near. Amen. And so we don't have to be anxious, but we can have a peace that passes understanding. And uh, that's what it says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, And the peace of God which passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this isn't positive thinking or the denial of reality, uh, but rather it's simply the acknowledgement uh, of a greater one and uh, a greater truth, a greater reality, and that is the reality that our God reigns. Our God is in control, that he is Lord, and even in the darkest hour, Jesus Christ is still Lord. And because he is our shepherd, because Jesus is our shepherd, we don't have to give in to panic or fear. Amen. Now, firstly, I, I would advise you this. If you are anxious, it's okay to acknowledge it. Amen. Because if you're struggling, it's okay to say so. It's okay to ask for help. And the fact is, I think that's really the first step towards receiving healing and deliverance um, is to acknowledge that you need help. Because, you know, until you're willing to acknowledge you have a problem, you're never going to be able to solve it. Uh, you don't have to be ashamed or reluctant to acknowledge reality. If you're anxious, that, that's okay. A acknowledge it. The same way as if you have a cold, then, you know, God won't strike you down for saying it, uh, for saying that you are sick. I mean, sometimes you'll say to a, another believer, are, are you sick? And they're like, no, no. And they're sneezing and coughing. And, you know, and, uh, you know, some people are so bound by the principles of confession that they never acknowledge uh, any issue or challenge uh, simply because it might be uh, it might constitute a bad confession a negative confession but again I think people misunderstand uh, the whole principle of confession because confession isn't the denial of what is but rather the confession of what uh, by faith and by God's grace can be amen and so uh, I, if we want to overcome anxiety I would say the first thing we need to look at is uh, prayer and and that is really the first key is if we want to overcome anxiety the first key is pray amen and uh, James chapter 5 and verse 13 is anyone among you suffering let him pray is anyone cheerful let him sing psalms is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effect, effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Um, the uh, King James says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. And so there's tremendous power when we pray. And that's why the Bible says, uh, is anyone suffering? Let him pray. Um, and, and so prayer must be our, our first port of call and not the last. And unfortunately, in many instances, prayer is treated as a last uh, kind of nuclear option by some believers. And they'll try everyone and their uncle before they try the Lord. And, uh, and so it's, it's so important that we pray. And uh, I know it's a cliche, but prayer truly does change things and quickly. And even when it doesn't immediately change the situation, it changes you.
Amen. And uh, Psalm 16 verse 11 says, In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So no matter what the, the problem uh, may be, the answer is always found in prayer. The answer is always found in his presence. And like I just read, it's in his presence that we find fullness of joy. And, and you know what? If you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're fearful, um, it, more than likely it is an indication of the fact that you have not been in the presence of the Lord. Because when we uh, rise early like the children of Israel to gather that manna, uh, we won't be hungry and uh, and we certainly won't be down. We won't be discouraged. I've um, I've often come away from, uh, you know, watching some media or from a discussion with some person or put down a phone and been discouraged uh, by some situation, but I've never come into the presence of the Lord and been discouraged. The Lord will always lift you. Uh, the Lord will always fill you with peace and with joy. And so, again, if you will make prayer a part of your daily life, as much as as brushing your teeth or eating your breakfast or uh, going to work or doing whatever else you need to do, if you will make prayer a part of your daily life, anxiety will go. Because when we pray, we connect with God's omnipotent power and grace. And again, if, it, if we are anxious, it's really evidence of the fact that we most likely haven't brought it to the Lord in prayer. Or, like so many others, we brought it to the Lord in prayer, but we took it straight back right afterwards. And uh, that, that is, is counterproductive because really it's an indication of unbelief. And so if we give something to God in prayer, we need to give it to him. And that's why the Bible says, you know, cast all your cares on him for he careth for you. And, uh, you know, when a fisherman is casting his line, he, he throws it with all of his might. And that's the way we have to be with our anxieties, with our burdens, with our concerns and with our problems. And um, so Philippians chapter four and verse four, I think is quite a key verse if we want to really uh, step into the peace that that the Lord has for us. And Philippians 4 and verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so it's wonderful to have the peace of God that passes understanding, um, uh, guarding our heart and mind. But we have to, you know, we have to obey the, the earlier steps that are involved. And the first one is this, is to rejoice. And let me say this, to rejoice is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's not based on your circumstances. It is something you choose to do. That's why Smith Wigglesworth, you know, they, somebody once asked him how he felt and he said, I haven't asked how I feel for years, he said. Uh, you know, he, he chose to rejoice in the Lord. That's why when he get out of bed, he'd dance around the floor for 10 minutes. And um, so joy is a choice, not a feeling. And it says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. So the Bible is very clear with regards to anxiety. You are not to give place to anxiety in your life. You're not to give place to anxiety in your thoughts, in your talking, in your actions, um, in your demeanor, in any aspect of your life. You are not to give place to anxiety. And yet, unfortunately, there are many believers uh, for whom anxiety uh, has such a grip, such a hold on their life that it really is 
you know, the defining emotion and it is the thing that sets the tone of their day and it's not the way God wants you to live. We were not designed to live with anxiety and that's why it says, be anxious in nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so this is where prayer, I believe, is absolutely key um, to overcoming anxiety because the Bible uh, talks about how you need to pray. You need to bring it to the Lord in prayer. Firstly, you rejoice even in the the darkest situation, you still choose to rejoice in the Lord because our joy is not dependent on circumstances. Um, it's it's focused on Him and it comes from Him and it comes from heaven. And this is why Paul was able to say rejoice in the Lord because he was in prison. He was in a very dark place. He was awaiting execution, most likely in Rome um, or Ephesus. And uh, so, I mean, he, he was certainly practicing what he was preaching and um uh, he was putting this into, into action in his life. And he said, be anxious for nothing. So do not give place to anxiety in your life. Amen. And it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And this is where, again, I think many times we fall down in the area of thanksgiving. We're not giving God thanks like we should. We have so much to be thankful for. I mean, if you had a roof over your head last night, if you had a bed to sleep on, if you had three square meals yesterday, um, you know, if you have people in your life who love you, if you have a job, there's a multitude of things you can thank God. And you might say, I don't have any of those things. Well, are you breathing? Then you have a reason to live. Because if you're still breathing, there's still time for change to come in your life. There's still time for breakthrough. Amen. And um, the reason why you're still breathing is God still has a plan for you. And don't be discouraged, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So we need to release our faith by giving God thanks for the request that we've presented to him in prayer. And then the Bible says, the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, because God wants our hearts and minds to be guarded by peace. Amen. And so as we pray, fear and anxiety will lose its grip over our lives. And, uh, you know, this is tremendously important because, um, like I said, uh, fear and anxiety, if you allow them, if you permit them, you might say, well, well, that's just the way I am. Well, it's not the way you're meant to be. And certainly it's not the way God wants you to be. Um, and, and yes, your, your, your mom or your dad might have been warriors, your grandparents, your family. It might run into your, in your family for generations. But you know what? It changes today and it changes with you in Jesus' name because fear and anxiety will lose its grip over you if you will learn to just simply put these simple principles into action. And, and so again, I would say the first key to overcoming anxiety is to pray. Do you have a strong prayer life? Do you pray regularly? And, and again, prayer isn't, you know, you monotonously just repeating some prayer over and over again without even thinking about what you're saying. Prayer is about you coming before the presence of your Father in heaven. And prayer is an opportunity, not an obligation. I think it's important to understand that. The same way as spending time with my wife is not an obligation. It's just part of the fact that we have a relationship. And so I don't, you know, spend time with my wife and say, okay, I've done my 10 minutes with you. I'll see you later. Um, you know, we love spending time with each other. We love chatting. We, we always have. And, um, you know, I believe it's, it's a gift from God. 
because when you marry your best friend, then you know it, it really is marriage is is such a, a pleasurable thing. It's such a joyful thing because um, you enjoy you know fellowship, and that's why I would say to anybody that's single, you know, friendship must be the foundation um, uh, for any marriage. And uh, if you can't be friends with somebody, you'll you'll never be able to be married with them. Amen. So, but First uh, John four eight says God is love. And um, and and First John four eighteen says, "Perfect love casts out fear." And so, the more time we spend with God, the more His love will fill our hearts, and soon there will be no room for fear there. And and this is what some people don't understand: is they're so full of CNN, they're so full of RTE or whatever else they're watching, they're so full of of, of cable news and all of the bad news that's being broadcasted, and all of the lies and propaganda that they're just full of anxiety and fear. And and you know what? On the other uh, side of it, maybe you're such a fan of alternative media and you're constantly looking at every kind of theory and every sort of uh, disaster scenario that's being presented to you um, and I don't believe that's healthy for you either certainly we need to have a balanced uh, understanding of, of the times the Bible says the men of Isaac had an understanding of the times and we need to understand the times we're in and you know the book of Daniel says he changeth the times and the seasons but in the midst of the changing seasons we don't have to be afraid and, and we certainly don't have to um, adopt a fatalistic attitude that you know what it's all over the our best days are behind us and it's just going to be awful from now on i don't i don't buy that amen and that's why the bible says perfect love casts out fear if you know that god loves you and that he loved you so much he gave his son to die for you then you're not going to be anxious about tomorrow and so like i said the, the, the more time we spend with him the more his love and the more his peace will fill our hearts and um, i'm just going to read here first john chapter 4 and verse 18 there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment he who fears has not been made perfect in love we love him because he first loved us amen and so remember that uh, you didn't start this and you're not going to finish this god you know he's the author and the finisher of our faith Amen. And the good work he's begun in you, he's going to complete it till he's coming in glory. And so perfect love casts out fear. When you know that you're loved, when you know that God has a plan and a purpose, uh, you, you can surrender your pain, you can surrender your past, you can surrender your present, and you can surrender your future, knowing that just like that old song, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Amen. So our Savior lives. Our Savior reigns. And we don't have to be anxious or afraid in Jesus' name. So say bye-bye fear. You have no place in me anymore in Jesus' name. Just surrender to the love of Christ and watch fear flee. Amen. Because you are loved and you are free. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear but one of power, love, and a sound mind. And so, again, if you are anxious, if you are afraid, if you can't sleep at night, if you're on medication for panic or depression or anxiety, 
there, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But know this, this is not how God wants you to live. God wants you to be free because he has not given you a spirit of fear. And so if you have fear, know that it hasn't come from God. And you need to resist it like you resist the devil because it's from the devil. And this is the first key to uh, healing and to deliverance. Bring it to God in prayer, knowing that he wants you free. And so, Lord, I just pray for every person that's been watching today. I know there are people today that are maybe struggling with fear and anxiety. And uh, maybe there are people who don't know you. Uh, just pray this simple prayer with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart that you were born of a virgin. I believe that you lived a perfect life. And that when you died on the cross, you died in my place, bearing my sin and shame. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus Christ, and forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for washing me in your precious blood. Thank you, Jesus, for breaking every power of darkness over my life. Thank you, Jesus, for taking all fear out of my heart. I receive forgiveness and I receive freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear and anxiety, you must leave my life. I resist fear in the name of Jesus. And I choose joy, I choose peace, I choose victory, because I choose Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for watching us this week. And I hope you can join us next week as we finish this two-part series on overcoming anxiety. Shalom. <music>